you is again and it's cold i believe that the music i heard is a killer it's a killer of hope it's a killer of spirit and devo plays for muffy's party we bring you an act they'll just boggle your mind the mystic knights of the oingo boingo let's go hey everybody i'm joseph and i'm rob Welcome to the Six Picks to Explore More episode of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. Now this, is, uh, this, is an ep- this is an episode where we're doing something a lot different than what we've been doing because we're getting close to the end of the season. We're basically going to be looking at six albums from bands that we picked, um, that we think you guys should take a closer look at or you know j- just a suggestion it's not we're not trying to tell you how to vote in the end but we do think that there's some bands that you might be happy to take another look at and that's what we're doing so we're going to be doing that um i think in the meantime we're going to start things off we're going to play a little music let's listen to magazine's album real life this is a song called touch and go in the corner of your eye i know the ring of So, Magazine's Real Life, that is one of the six albums we're going to um, explore more tonight. Um, what are the other five albums? Well, I want to tell you, but I think first we got to take care of a little bit of business. Um, two things. So, uh, Rob, we need to do a bit of a correction. Do you oh, remember okay. last last episode we were talking about um a, a an album the debut album uh from a band called flash in the pan uh-huh. and i was telling you about how it was a, a basically a two-man operation studio project you asked me if they they played live and i said yes right well right. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I had it in my mind they were one of those bands that once they got some success they they you know got some hired musicians and went out on the road to capitalize on that. Um, I don't think that that's true. We we had some a listener on Facebook um, uh, give us a lot of information yeah. about Flash in the Pan. So if anyone is interested in learning more about that band if you if you heard the song uh hey saint peter and liked it and curious about it uh go to that post on our facebook uh page and check out the the uh, very informative uh, comments left by one of our listeners uh so he he corrected me that uh that is incorrect 
that they did not play live. I tried to confirm that uh, with a little follow-up research, and that seems to be true. I couldn't find any place that flat out said they never played live, but I couldn't find any reference to them actually playing live, so I'm, I'm sure it's true. So thank you um, to the uh, eagle-eyed, eagle-eared, more knowledgeable about Flash (laughs) in the Pan than I, listener. We appreciate that. We we really do appreciate it. And I have to say, you know, Joseph and I never claim to be experts on the the music (laughs) that we we listen to here. We claim to be people who want to learn more. And that's why we're here, right? (laughs) We're definitely doing it. (laughs) Yeah. There, there are some things that we're expert on, but we are definitely not experts on bands that we had never heard of until two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so, yes, um, uh, we do appreciate it uh, when our listeners keep us on the straight and narrow. The other point of business, of course, is to remind everybody that we are talking about music. Music is art, and there is nothing more subjective than art. So this is an opinion show. We will be giving our opinions, but we try to be mindful never to get too opinionated because ultimately we're here to celebrate uh, this extraordinary music uh, that was produced in a pretty unique uh, time in history. We've mentioned that we're exploring six bands, six albums. Um, are we going to give them the names of those bands now, or are we going to yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, let's, okay. let's go. I mean, we've, we've teased long enough. So, obviously, these are six albums that were released in um, 1978, and they are punk and new wave bands, uh, albums that we have discussed, but we felt like uh, for... I guess three different possible reasons uh, we wanted to include them here. So either they um, they were just so good that we felt like only featuring one or two tracks just didn't do it justice. Right. Or it's just a, a dense, complex album that you just can't you can't represent it and do it any justice with. Uh, one or two songs um, or the third is they're just so fucking weird and we can't wrap our brains around it so we want to like delve into it more and try to try to get a grip on what the hell this is about um, thinking of one album in particular so Rob big mm-hmm. reveal okay um, well actually why don't why don't you uh why don't you list the the three albums that uh, you're focusing on, and then I'll I'll do my three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. So uh, uh, first, I do want to say I like the title of this episode. By the way, the six picks to explore more. Um, it's really grown on me. Um, in an email <laughs> I sent back to you, Joseph, uh, I titled it Six Picks, but let's forget sticks because, well, they're just not part of this podcast. Um, no. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and give Although, you. Although at at some point, Mister Roboto has got to come <laughs> up, right? <laughs> it has to. Yeah, I guess it has to. <laughs> All right, but so, not not this episode. Not this episode. <laughs> Um, the uh, the three albums that I picked were um, Lene Lovich, Stateless, 
uh, Wires Chairs Missing, which I feel is a great album, Magazines uh, Real Life, which we just heard a little from. So those are those are my three picks. Yeah, now my three picks were Ultravox's um, Systems of, of Romance, uh, The Only One's The Beast, and 999's Separate. And you know how I just listed the, the three different reasons why we might pick an album? Yeah. Actually, each of my picks falls into those one of those categories. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I can't wait to find out which one is the last of those. You know, the the one that's like it's just too fucking weird. I can't. I can't wait. To oh, hear. <laughs> of course it's nine 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 separate. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and um, we did an episode like this last year to wrap up nineteen seventy seven. Right. Uh, where we had uh, four albums. But this time there were just so many to choose from, and there were uh, uh, several. So rather than last year, you and I just independently went and and picked our albums. This year we kind of sat down and culled it down and sort of negotiated to make sure that it made sense for both of us. Uh, So there were were several albums that I'm – uh, disappointed didn't, that didn't make it, but but there was just so much to choose from. So alternative TVs, uh, the image has cracked, was one, and um, Per Ubu's Modern Dance mm-hmm. was another, and I think the third one that uh, I re- I'm a little disappointed didn't make it is um, the Adverts uh, debut album. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, no disappointment here because we can always go back and listen to those albums and vote for yep. them in the end. So yep. yeah, yeah, and um, these these six are the most appropriate for for us to be discuss, discussing. So, all right, so let's let's do it. We started out um, listening to uh, magazine's song "Touch and Go" off of the album "Real Life." Um, this is your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about this album? Do you think it's going to make your top ten? Um, you know, it it might. I've got it circled uh, to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of course, I have more than ten albums circled to look at. So um, I'm still going to have to kind of whittle down. But I think it might be in my top ten. Top ten. It's pretty close. I really attach myself to this this album. It's I I, I like it. This is an album that I think I actually have more fun discussing and thinking mm-hmm. about than I do actually listening to it. Uh, so I, I think this is a great album. I think pretty much across the board, I would say that all of the songs are sevens. Right. So, yeah. um, and if this album came out in 1977, it would have been in my top five uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. But... 1978. That's a whole different story. Yeah, there's this a lot of music to go over. This year is so strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it is a a fun album to listen to because it is so proto goth, um, <laughs> and you're you're hearing yeah. you're hearing so so much stuff that is going. Um, 
Well, actually, the 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 second song that you picked to feature tonight, I was listening to again um, this afternoon, and I was thinking, how many like hundreds of songs did I listen to in the mid '80s? It sounded exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> right in the mid '80s, which tells you where right. where it came from first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is a song called Motorcade. Why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about this song? Uh, so Motorcade, I you talk about the proto gothness of it. I like the I like the vocals a lot. I like the feel of them. Um, the energy of the song is really cool. It's 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 strange because to me it feels a little gothy. It feels a little punk. It feels almost a little new wave. And then there's like rock music being played throughout so it's you know it's an interesting song now i don't do it justice by saying this i just i think that it's fascinating the way they made it all come together and made it all work um i don't know it's, yeah it's not just this song it's the whole album that's like that but but uh at the same time the entire album is pretty diverse the songs aren't the same so i don't know it's to me it's just a really cool it's a really cool song and it's it's a great album so um but proto-goth is definitely a a, a a phrase that i never really thought to to call this but you're right that's that's kind of the vibe i feel like to me i i kind of almost feel like punk is reaching out and transforming into something new and uh that's that's like the whole sensation i get through this song yeah yeah and that's that's precisely the reason why this is such a fun album to talk about yeah uh because of that uh, you know it it really seems like a uh uh milestone you know in the progression of of post-punk um i almost so so the way that we decided to do it is that um for the albums that each of us individually picked we would pick two songs and then the other person would would pick the third so my pick off of this album um the song called P- Parade, but I almost just deferred to you and said, why don't you just pick the third? Because they're all sevens to me. Yeah. So I'm just like, I feel about the same. I mean, there is the one, I think it was the very first song that we featured off of this album called Definitive Gaze. Right. Uh, um, yeah. or, or is it God. Definitive Gauze. Right, yeah. It is definitive gauze. <laughs> it's gauze. It, feel, yeah. it should be gaze, but it's gauze. <laughs> um, is 
is uh, the highlight of the album for me. So I, I actually like that one a little bit better than the rest. But man, this is a consistent, a consistent album. Um, I did pick this song because melodically it is the weirdest. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. They will show me what I want to see. We will watch without grief. We stay one step ahead of relief. You tell me we've been praying for a bright and clever hell. I think we've been forced to our knees, but I can tell. Sometimes I forget that we're supposed to be in love Sometimes I forget my position Sometimes I forget that we're supposed to be in love Sometimes I forget my position It's so hot in here I think the songwriting in this is really good, too. Um, you know, it's a slower song, um... It's it, it it's a slower song, which is kind of why I stayed away from it in the past. But this song actually continues with that idea that this band is transforming into something new, and it it it's almost like the album itself. Show, I mean, you know, it's it's the album itself is showing you the transformation. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it's it's a slower song, and it's it's uh, it's dynamic. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to ask how how did you like the sax solo in there? Uh, I don't remember it, so it obviously didn't make much of an impression <laughs> one way or the other. It's very brief, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I don't um I can't think of a song that I would ever say, "Oh, I love this song because of the saxophone." Yeah. So, um it, for me, you're you're ahead if you have saxophone and it doesn't ruin the song for yeah. me. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I I think I mentioned this in the past when we've talked about this album, but but it just kind of blows my mind how good this album is, considering what a completely and totally untalented vocalist. Um, the lead singer is yeah and I, yeah. I i i mean i mean that in a traditional sense and you know that he knows it but you know right. what is he going to do it's the voice he has to work with and he his music transcends that yeah i think um, i think he definitely makes it work for him yeah yeah so this is a, this is a bit of a dark horse for me as far as <clears throat> making my top 10 it, it might make like the bottom slot possibly it's so basically i've have, have you been spending a lot of time thinking about your your list i know i have i i have been spending a fair amount of time yeah yeah and like i said yeah. like i said that's only gotten me into trouble because i've got yeah. way too many songs yeah. way too many albums yeah 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 well i've 
basically I know there are seven albums that are for sure going to be on the list. I don't know the order. And then I've got 15 albums vying for oh, the yeah. bottom three spots. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's insane. And this, of course, is is one of those albums. There's going to be a so, cage so, match. There's going to be yeah, a cage match yeah. to see who gets it. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts about this album before mm, we move on to no, Ultravox? No. No. Well, other than um, I think that by now we've probably listened to the entire album on the show. But... <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was I was thinking earlier today uh, that maybe this is the last season that we do this because now that we're doing the the bonus track episodes where we get a chance to slide in some more songs, uh-huh. there were there were several times back and forth when we were choosing the songs where it was like, <laughs> no, wait a minute, we already featured this song. Yeah. Yeah, you you stopped me from picking a song because it was already already taken, and then I picked yeah. a song, and then I had to stop you because I picked it and I picked it once before, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so um, let's talk about Ultravox's third album and final album with John Fox. Uh, it's called Systems of Romance. Now, this is the um, second year in a row I have put an Ultravox album on uh, this type of episode. Uh, and I am fascinated with this phase of Ultravox, with the Jonathan Fox phase. I, As you probably remember, their second album, Ha Ha Ha, um, was my fourth favorite album of 1977. I, I don't remember that, but that's that's really good of you to remember. That's wow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I I am fascinated uh, with this with the first part of Ultravox's career, um, and so I wanted to look closer at this album. This is a of the the three John Fox Ultravox albums, this is the one that is probably um, has the strongest legacy as far as influencing um, other bands. I uh, we've mentioned in the past that Gary Newman cites this album as being his like number one influence uh, moving forward. Um, and I just, and I picked this album because I just wanted to explore it more and wrap my head around it. So this definitely falls in the, the it's so dense and complex that I felt like we needed to hear some, some more songs. But I'm not, I'm not getting there with this album. Um, how are you, how are you feeling yeah it's not really my favorite um to to me it it feels i don't want to say it doesn't feel tight like it doesn't feel like it's you know cohesive but there's something about it that just kind of feels uh a little i don't know a little sloppy and i don't i don't again i don't even know if that's the right word um well you know I'll tell you what I'm struggling with, and I think maybe we're talking about the same thing, um, is so many of these songs 
sound really good, like there's really good parts, yeah. Yeah. but they don't fit together with yeah. the other parts in the song. So yeah. the songwriting isn't particularly strong. There's just some really great sounding sections. That's the um, truth, yeah. And I purposefully put uh, Magazine and Ultravox's albums back to back because they're both doing uh, this. There, There is, seems to be on both of the albums, seems to be a real emphasis on the question, how can we make the keyboards and the guitars play together in new and unusual ways. And particularly uh -huh. with the Ultravox album, it seems like that is the most important thing and the songwriting is almost an afterthought. This of course is complete, I'm speculating, um, completely subjective. I have no no uh, reason to think that that's actually true. But, but when I listen to a lot of these songs, that's really the impression that I get. Um, and I think that the first song we're gonna listen to off this album tonight called Blue Light is kind of a perfect example of that. I thought I'd take a slide. I thought I'd be all right. But when the DJ swam, another door got jammed. Well, I feel like, so before we started this podcast, I was much more familiar with the second phase of Ultravox, uh -huh. you know, once they switch vocalists. And of all of the John Fox era Ultravox songs, this is the song that really sounds like the next couple of albums that they're going to do. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, before they get into like straight synth pop, yeah. um, new romantic territory. Okay. Um, uh, well, I just, I asked because I could, I could see you jamming to this with your disco shoes on, you know? <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that Ultravox has ever made my hips go, hey, I think I want to shake now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, well, but this might be, <laughs> yeah, this might be, um, you know, as close as it gets with Ultravox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know that, that we need to say a lot about the next song called Slow Motion. I think it's... Um, uh, you know, a pretty solid song off of a pretty solid album. No reply. I'm trying hard to sum up frame a reply. Pictures, I've got pictures and I run them in my head when I can't sleep at night. Say 
you're right. It's definitely a solid song. It, um, to me, it feels like this is kind of, you know, like I mentioned in the last album with from Magazine, that this is kind of a song that states that they are moving into a new direction. This is kind of a new wave song to me. You know, it definitely mm-hmm. feels, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. feels like a new wave song. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, if if I had to go, if I could go back in time and choose, I probably wouldn't have chosen this album. It was just because so far Ultravox has delighted and surprised me yeah. with the first two albums yeah. that I really felt with this album, oh, there's I just haven't clicked with it and there is something magical there. And obviously, a lot of people think that that's true about this album, but I, I just, I'm kind of scratching my head. I think it's a, a pretty good, it's consistent. I feel like the album is consistent, but the songs aren't consistent within themselves. Right. It's, it's a little, the songs are a little too disjointed. Uh, so what song did you pick? Um, I picked Someone Else's Clothes. And uh, again, I picked this song partly because I like the, I don't know what the word is, if it's cadence or if it's tone. I like the vocals, though. And and I actually do enjoy the lyrics. So Um, I kind of feel like this album is is making me question what genre Ultravox is in. Um, I might just have to say, you know, Ultravox is its own genre, (laughs) at least least for the album uh, Systems of Romance. Yeah, someone else is close. Check out some memories I don't recognize. Another country and another life. funny that you mention uh, the vocals on this track and the cadence because boy does John Fox sound like he's channeling um, Brian Ferry like particularly <laughs> with the with the early um, stuff that Roxy Music was yeah. doing uh, yeah, the I, first couple of albums I got a Roxy Music vibe too yeah I mean so much so that it seems probable that it was intentional. All right, that is Ultravox's third album called Systems of Romance um, and generally um, considered the most iconic of the first three uh, Ultravox albums with, with John Fox. The next album is Stateless by Lene Lovitch. Now, I want to say this. When we talked about her last time, we could just not get her name right. 
Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I went all over listening to people pronounce her name, and everybody pronounced it differently, and everybody apparently pronounced it incorrectly. It wasn't until I saw a YouTube video from the Don Lane show, which I think comes out of came out of Australia, where he pronounced her name, and she confirmed it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so it took me a while, <laughs> but we did get to it. So this is Lene Lovich's album, Stateless. Um, and uh, I picked the song, Writing on the Wall. Writing's on the subway wall And give or take a year or so Someone will come and rub it out Delete the words that hurt my heart Oh yes, that will remain A little hurt, a little stain Talking about the magazine album and how I had more fun talking about it than actually listening to it. Uh-huh. Um, so with this album, with Stateless, it's kind of flipping for me. So when I started out, I was I was really excited by it like in my brain intellectually because I was hearing things that we hadn't heard yet yeah. and the way that she was doing it but I I wasn't but it was my enthusiasm was much more of that than a, than an actual personal connection and um boy I am I am falling in love with this album yeah. the more that I listen to it um it is you know, uh, we we have discussed in the past the uh, her hit single uh, "Lucky Number," which is not for me, has never been for me. Right, right. Um, and then, of course, there her cover of um, "I Think We're Alone Now." Take those two out of the mix, and this is s- such. I mean, the the consistency is is so high. You know, it, it is just across the board. These are all seven, eights, and nines for me. Um, I I continue to listen to this album uh, just for my own enjoyment. Yeah. You know, yeah. not Sa- not even thinking about the podcast. Same here, and I will definitely skip. I think we're alone now. I don't know why you don't like Lucky Number, but 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 you know, that's that's beside itself. I. I know why you don't like I Think We're Alone Now, and I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, I will, however, from time to time, play the Japanese version of that song, uh, which mm. I think is fun just because it's in Japanese. But, um, but yeah, the rest of the album, I give them seven, eights, and nines. It's, uh, it's so much fun. I mean, it is an enjoyable yeah. album. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs off of this album was your second pick, um, a song called Home. Um, I, I really, really, really like this song. Yeah. Um, this is, this is pro, this is becoming my favorite song off of this album. 
Um, for for some reason, it didn't really stick out to me the first couple of times I heard it, but now it's just I it's constantly in my head, popping up in my head, and that never bothers me. Usually, when when I can't get rid of songs out of my head, it drives me nuts. But this, I'm like, yeah, happy home. Make yourself at home. But no, this song is amazing. The, the, the lyrics blow me away every time I hear it. You know, the lyrics are, home is where the heart is. Home is so remote. Home is just emotion sticking in my throat. Let's go to your place. <laughs> you know? I think yeah. that says it, yeah. man. It's such a great song. Yeah, I mean, and and she she really kind of is the whole package. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, she is very much so um, like uh, Kate Bush is in the sense that immensely talented, a very smart, great lyrics, great songwriting, like song crafting skills, um, uh, and and very very theatrical in her performance in sort of the right way in an engaging but not annoying or um, aggressively obnoxious way home is where the heart is home is so remote home is just emotion sticking in my throat home is hard to swallow Talking about how fun she is. Um, listen to this album. Listen to the whole album. Uh, you, you might want to skip a song or two, but um, it, also take a look at videos of her on YouTube because this woman is uh, she's pretty dynamic. I mean, she's theatrical. She's dramatic. She's uh, she's colorful and fun. She wore an outfit on the Don Lane show, and he commented on how how weird it was and he's like but this is your performance outfit and she's like oh this is my party dress and he's like but you don't wear this around the house and she goes sometimes and she was just <laughs> smiling about it you know and she's ah i don't know what to say man it's just this is this is a really cool artist with a really cool band and a really cool album um you know i i like you have just fallen in love with the album and and uh listened to it for just for pure pleasure of it all Okay, so uh, we have one more song coming up off of this album. This is my pick, um, a song called Sleeping Beauty, because why not? It could have easily been, you know, one of several other songs we haven't featured off of this album. But I like the vibe. Um, it's a little bit different than all of the other songs. Um, got some great kind of dark creepy lyrics which are kind of fun
creepy and fun is exactly right. I I almost feel like there's a connection with the Kate Bush thing here. You know, Kate Bush does these like uh, these songs that are like hammer horror or um, you know where where she she sings about interesting creepy things or you know and it's 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 still in good fun. Okay, can we move on to uh, the only ones debut album? Sure enough, let's do it. This is the album that definitely falls in the. Uh, uh, this al- I think this album is so great that I just want to get an opportunity to feature a couple of more songs to like win people over on on how delightful this album is. Um, and it, the the charms of this album are they're subtle. They're kind of sublime. This is not a you know play during the middle of a big raging party and everybody gets up and dances because you know it's got a good beat or or something it is it's it's one of those albums that creeps that's kind of insidious in its like subtle wonderfulness uh so uh, so this is the only ones we've heard quite a few songs off of this album already um Let's talk about the, well, let's just listen to the first pick of the night off of this album. It's a song called The Beast. Run from the beast, there's danger in his eyes. He's been looking for you for a long time. You might think this is funny, but... to say this but i am personally not too crazy about this song (laughs) about Um, this particular song about this particular song yeah Yeah. i i enjoy the album overall Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i do think that a lot of their songs are different you know they Mm -hmm. they they still hold together as an album but they're not but they're they're not all exactly the same. You're not hearing yeah. the same thing every track. Yeah. So, um, but it's just I think it's the music in the in the song that just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. resonate with me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I you know just in general, um, part of the appeal of this album is the 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 when it comes to the lyrics, the odd dichotomy between how dark they are but how uh-huh. sentimental they are at the same time yeah okay. um and this is you know lyrically um this is a song that really stands out to me uh, as far as the balance between those two those two elements um and but yeah i i agree with you i i feel like Every song off of this album has something going on that you don't hear in any of the other songs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, which, I, you know, to the point where I think it was probably intentional, probably conscientious, where they mm-hmm. went, okay, what is it, what's the thing in this song 
that makes it unique from all of the other songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, at I, least it wasn't. At least it wasn't. What is like? What's what in this song is like all the others? Okay, let's just take that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I an extremely. I think part of uh, the reason why I'm so into this album is that. Uh, that dichotomy that's a really tricky thing to do as far as have it this style um and be so consistent yet but yet make the the song stand out and if that element was gone i probably wouldn't care for this album that much and so as much as i love this album and as much as i'm curious about their next releases I am not terribly optimistic that I'm going to love the rest of their albums. Uh, so, anyways, we'll see. All right, yeah. Now, uh, my next pick, uh, No Peace for the Wicked, I can't imagine that you're going to have, have the same criticism about this song. <laughs> this is a pretty jaunty, dynamically written song, um, which but still has elbows sticking out all over the place in in a very kind of delightfully scruffy way. Why do I go through these deep emotional traumas? Why can't I be like I always wanted to be carefree? Why can't I be happy like everybody else? There's no peace for the wicked, they say no peace for the wicked Loud and clear, no peace for the wicked The angels tell me, no peace for the wicked Sitting at home, trying to forget the world outside You're absolutely right, you're spot on It's uh, the, the jauntiness of it is definitely there And you know what I like? I like the... Uh, I don't know if disinterested is is the right word, but there's a, a certain way about his his singing that to mm-hmm. me it it works with and against the the music in, in a good way. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but I yeah. think that yeah. it does. Yeah, and I think it allows him to to maybe be a little bit more sentimental than typically oh, totally. you'd be able yeah. to get away with. Um, if you were, if you were being totally sincere and also the lyrics in this song, if you really listen to the lyrics, Uh they, they are, they are very dark. You know, it doesn't at first blush, this seems like a pretty, pretty upbeat song, but there's some dark stuff going on in the song, uh, which just delights me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to explore this album a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's it. I I enjoyed this song. Good pick. Yeah, good, good. So uh, the last song off this album we're going to listen to tonight is your pick, and I gotta say that your criticism about the Beast I think is <laughs> kind of kind of what I feel about this song. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I I like it, but I, I think I find it kind of 
one of the blandest songs off of this album. Something's been going wrong. I'm all mixed up and I don't know what's going on. Gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you. Something's been going wrong. I'm all fixed up and I don't know what's going on. Gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you. But it's the last time that I'm ever going to. Some people are gonna say, I told you so. picked this song was because I again wanted to reiterate the you know the did the difference of the all the songs within the album mm-hmm. um, and and I feel I feel a darkness there uh, as well as the other songs bland uh, I guess I guess you could say it's bland but for some reason it touched me I don't mm-hmm. know what it was mm-hmm. it, it yeah. did though that's kind of my response to your criticism about the beast. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't know why, but it kind of works for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is that kind of an album, you know, people, people who like this album, I think the general, general response is going to be, I'm not quite sure why, but I really like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like I said, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this more. Um, and, uh, who knows, it might be floating around at the moment, like a fifth number 15 spot on my top 10. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I just thought of kind of the perfect word for this album. Uh Uh-huh. I think sum in this album up in one word, the word would be hangdog. This is a hangdog album. Hangdog. Right on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's um, let's move on to Wire's second album, a an album called Chairs Missing. Uh, so by the end of this episode, we'll have heard more than half of the songs off of this album. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. is not a ten-song album. There are a lot of songs off of this album. So obviously, this falls in the we think this album is so great that we just want to expose, you know, expose yeah. as much of it as possible to everybody. That's for sure. And I, I mean, I'm just going to come out and say right now that, that Chairs Missing is on my top 10 somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's no way around it. <laughs> I, I could be coy about about that, but anyone who's been paying attention would would uh, not believe me. So, yes, of course this is going to be on my top ten. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I picked, I picked a song. I picked a couple of songs, but you know, it was hard to pick a song for this, given that I, I'm like, have we played everything on this album? <laughs> obviously, we haven't. Like I said, there's a lot of songs, but they're mostly all amazing. So. Um, but the song I picked was uh, Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> 
everything about this uh, this song. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels real moody. Um, I love the guitar in it. I love I love the grittiness and the the grunginess of it. Um, it it to me is part of the reason why I love Wire. I mean, they're they're not always gritty and grimy and and you know scruffy like that, but they uh, I don't know they do it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the second song that you picked um to listen to is a song called another the letter mm-hmm. and i gotta tell you every time i hear this song or you know as i've been listening to this playlist uh, for the last couple of days i always at the beginning of the song when it starts i mean obviously i'm familiar with the song i, I recognize uh-huh. the song but i always like do for a split second i go wait this song is off of this album because particularly the very beginning of it really feels like um a song that would appear on one of their albums after the reform in the late 80s right so it's definitely got that um you know like uh the the way that they manage the keyboards and they arrange the 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 synths and everything um, is fairly atypical for this stage in their career, but is sort of like the bread and butter of what they're doing in the late '80s and early '90s after uh-huh. they get back together, uh, and that is that is not not a criticism of the song it just makes it notable um and uh but it's it's a great song love the energy of it it's yeah. it's super high a lot of fun yeah um the, i think the lyrics are yeah the lyrics are pretty damn catchy love the sound that these guys put out um it's gonna make my top 10 i'm gonna keep listening to this album and the more i listen to it the more it's gonna want to wiggle itself up to the top five and maybe even up towards you know the top three we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is i mean anyone who has listened to our deep dive on wire knows uh that um, this is an absolute favorite of mine. Um, so, yeah, so good, so good. <laughs> uh, so the the song that I picked to feature off of this album uh, is a song called Marooned. Um, and, you know, Wire, they are great storytellers, but uh-huh. sometimes the... Um, the the power of their storytelling gets 
lost behind the flashier elements of the song um, as far as the structure and the arrangement. And um, this is a uh, this is a song that really lets, I mean, I, I would say of all of the Wire albums, uh, 154 is the storytelling album. And this song would f be right at home um, on 154. In fact, you know, quite often when we look at individual albums, there's like one or two songs that sort of like is the predecessor for the next album as far yeah. as you, you get the sense that they they go oh this we can go in this direction you know let's go in this direction for the next album and um this is what well there are there are several songs off of this album that um really feel like they are pointing the way towards 154 uh, but this is this is definitely one of them and I, I just I think it's a great story that that he's telling in it. An Excellent songs, um, you know, in among a bunch of other excellent songs off of a uh, um, one of my, well, my very favorite Wire album and mm -hmm. one of my very favorite post-punk albums. Um, so this is, this is going to be the album to beat, I think. Um, yeah. I, I would be really surprised if... In, and I'm not talking about your list or my list, but just the the final list. Um, I'd be really surprised if this this doesn't make the top five. Actually, what the fuck do I know? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I I absolutely take that back. I don't I don't know that anything will surprise me because uh, I have no idea what's well, going it, on. And it's it's a pretty wild year for music. So yeah. It's yeah. anybody's game. It could be. It could be. Up yeah. In the air. It's totally up in the air. Yeah. Um, okay. So that leaves just one album to discuss, and this is falling <laughs> squarely in the batshit crazy um, category <laughs> for me. Um, my pick is 999's second album called Separates. I intentionally put the Wire album and this album back to back. I know. Um, a couple of times I have compared these two bands in the sense that Wire, Wire 
more nimbly navigates the rocky, treacherous terrain that they're playing in um, than 999 does in the sense that both bands are intentionally pushing envelopes and and going off in odd angles and and exploring structure and exploring textures and all of that but wire as a group seems to have like a filter where they they who knows all of the bad ideas that they tried and went oh no 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 that didn't work so they they drop those ideas and then continue on with the ones that are working whereas 999 doesn't seem to have any filters whatsoever <laughs> and by filters i don't mean filters as far as like what's appropriate or what's not appropriate lyrically right. um i mean just trying stuff and 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 being mindful about what you keep in and what you uh, discard uh, yeah. because it yeah. it doesn't seem like they have a very good sense of what's working and what isn't. Again, completely subjective um, things, <laughs> but yeah. that's kind of my take on it because these are these are two albums where where bands are are being intentionally willfully. Um, adventuresome um aggressively adventuresome i would say uh and chairs missing is a masterpiece and this is just a hot mess i mean there are delightful moments for sure um so where are you at now that you spent more time listening to this strangely enough i quite enjoy it <laughs> oh okay so it's it's growing on you huh it's it's really grown on me um and is it starting to make sense to you i don't want to say it makes sense because then i'm sure i'm going to have to explain it to somebody but <laughs> but but i i enjoy it i mean it's eclectic you know oh yeah yeah. And and I don't know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just eclectic. Maybe they just said, let's do these songs, let's put them on a record and let's put the record out there. Um yeah. but yeah. but I get a kick out of it. I really I really enjoy the individual songs. Um I'll play them together and listen to them. Uh yeah, I just I and I I think the band itself is kind of tight in places. You know, they're they're they they kind of grow on each other, I think. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. You know, so I don't know. I just, I, I ha have a great time. I had a great time with this album. Well, you know, coming back and revisiting it, um, and I have, I have, in the last couple of weeks, I've listened to it, I don't know, seven or eight ten times, maybe even ten. Yeah, ten times, um, yeah. You know, just like pretty much once or twice a day for the last week or so. And um, the what struck me the most um, this time around, I don't know why I didn't notice it, but there there are some songs. I don't think any of the songs that we feature here tonight, where he is he is like vocally he is delving pretty deep into like Alice Cooper territory. Oh yeah, which. <laughs> um, 
which I wonder, because my sense is that you're probably more of an Alice Cooper fan than I am. Yeah, I'm a huge Alice yeah. Cooper fan. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering if that's maybe some of the appeal of what's going right. on for you. Huh, okay. I, I never really thought about that. It's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I got to say, um, towards the end of my uh, listening experience with this album, I just kind of gave up. I'm. I think I'm over this album. Um, it is. I was really excited about the possibility of me discovering the weird delightfulness of this uh-huh. album. I really uh-huh. thought it was there. I felt like it was gonna be like, uh, like with the Stranglers, black and white, where finally it just clicks and you go, oh, this is just a nutty delight. But yeah. I, I'm I am not there with this album. I so I got to tell you, my two picks were like, eh, okay, this one because they're all kind of goofy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the first goofy as hell song that I picked, actually, <laughs> that really the two goofiest songs were the first two songs that we featured um, back yeah. in, during the rundown episode when we actually were um, exploring that album for the first time. But um, Wolf is is right up there as well. know that there's a whole lot to say about uh about 999 or about separates uh or about the song <laughs> wolf um i will Let's, say this <laughs> we're, we're just gonna let the music speak for itself <laughs> we're gonna, i am gonna say this the lead singer the band really sounds like they're enjoying themselves oh, yeah. um <laughs> there's, there's no doubt no doubt about that yeah i mean they're having a good time i i think it's a really cool i think it's a really cool punk uh, punk band i mean i i, I enjoy well, the album and i enjoy the beat to it i enjoy yeah. the yeah the, the vocals that he belts out um but mm-hmm. as far as the lyrics and as far as the song, Goofy as Hell is, is yeah. great, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think I kind of gravitated to, towards this song because it does have a kind of more straightforward punk elements than a yeah. lot of the other songs. So yeah, that's for that, sure. that, I find that a little refreshing. Uh, the second song that I picked, uh, just for the hell of it, was a song called Brightest View. The ones who had the brightest view They total now, but very few And those who brought us no relief 
for a song that sounds totally different than the last one you you picked uh this song sounds a lot like it it's weird <laughs> there's something about it it's different but it starts out and i'm almost thinking is it the same song i don't know what happened there but uh but yeah when the song gets into it it's it's a totally different song and it's kind of a happy well i don't want to say it's a happy song but it's a jaunty song and it's a bouncy song um and and, and again a lot of fun Correct me if I'm wrong, but it might be the most like sedated of this album, right? And that's not uh, a criticism of this song. It's just the energy level on these this entire album is so yeah, high. It's high. Um, it's really high. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and that 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 does have its charm. I mean, yeah. he he is he is going balls out all oh, yeah. of the time. Yeah, he, um, he belts it out terrifically enthusiastic both both uh vocal performance and the music so on paper i love all of that um i just i i was hoping that a connection would be made and i I just didn't didn't happen for me okay last song of our picks for tonight um is your pick off of this album now did you pick this song for a specific reason or did you just I, kind of pick well, like I did? No, 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 no. I, first of all, I like the song a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, but I didn't pick it last time. Um, it, it was a song that stuck out to me last time. And as soon as I put the album back on and listened to it this time, I'm like, oh yeah, Real Rianne is what I need. Um, and I don't know. It's, to me, it's one of those songs that's like about a place where people, you know, people cruise, and it's it's uh, and it's that kind of song. It's a, you know, it's this is where we would get in trouble. This is where we would do this kind of stuff. This is where we would be, you know, this is where we would be guys or be young people. through quite a lot of songs. I mean, there's yeah. there's more music on this episode than we typically do. Um, and um, so uh, people who like music should be happy. Chock full of it. Chock full <laughs> of it. <laughs> um, that is our pick six to explore more episode for season two of the podcast yeah another one in the can so to speak so we are from here on out it's just building up to the grand finale um we don't have to do any more homework any more research other than just revisit the albums that we think are going to make our top top uh 10 lists and um 
this is when we start hammering away at our audience. It, we, yeah. we are going to be like a repetitive, repetitive, repetitive from here on out. And uh, what we're going to keep repeating is the importance of submitting your lists. Now, we, we're asking our audience to submit their top five because that's really as much as we can handle manage is for because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be a, a lot of data and number crunching. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> so um, don't you, you have plenty of time to do it. We are going to uh, sometime in the next two or three weeks, we are going to release another episode just like we did in season one where we will uh, give an overview of everything that we've discussed we will focus on last year it was the top half of the albums we thought were were real contenders i don't think just because of the volume we'll be able to do that so it might be the top third i have to crunch the numbers and and figure out how that's going to work um so you might want to wait for that um very soon we will do a um a facebook post where we just officially solicit your list yeah. um, in that post we will include a list of every album that we've discussed that is relevant um for a you know punker new wave album released in 1978 so we ask that you start thinking about it and but you don't have to drop everything and come up with it in the next week we've got a whole month to talk about it and mull it over and all yeah. that so it's going to be so much fun <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're not going to try to uh, sway anybody's vote either. No. It's, uh, it's a vote for 999's uh, separates, by the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not going to try to sway anybody's votes. Uh, we all have our favorites, but we really want to hear what yours are. So definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. vote. So we, I mean, there's there's no way of knowing for sure, but we think that last year... Um, Somewhere between maybe seven or nine percent of our audience um, submitted their lists. Uh, we know that there's going to be a lot more submissions uh, because we have a much bigger audience than we did well, last a lot year. More yeah. But um, my hope is, my goal is to get um, 50 percent of our regular listeners to submit their lists. Oh, so yeah. important. Um, We're going to drum it up. Yeah. And um, here is uh, one motivating factor. The more lists that we get, the more you're watering down uh, Rob and my picks. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I want to oh. remind everybody that um, if you got this far in the the episode you're probably digging this this podcast so um, please do go over to apple podcasts and write a review 
helps out a lot in our visibility so that like-minded uh, lovers of this music can do discover us. Uh, Rob, you want to remind everybody how they can get a hold of us social media-wise? Absolutely. You can catch us on Instagram, Deep Dives, Deep Cuts. You can get us on Facebook the same way, or you can email us at deepdives.deepcuts at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter page. You can't miss us. We're all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, all over the place. So do that. We want to hear from you. Excellent. Um, Halloween's coming up. I, I'm pretty sure that Halloween is your favorite holiday of the year yeah man it's my it's my christmas you know yeah um i got a birthday in this month i got an anniversary in this month and well i also have a halloween in this month so it is Excellent. It's the biggest day of the year <laughs> yeah well you know i have a birthday in this month as well oh yeah, yeah. i i didn't right. know we were um how birthday how did I month miss? brothers <laughs> yeah i didn't either how did i miss this this whole time wow i don't know <laughs> well happy birthday month man that's yeah oh, that's happy awesome. birthday right month on. to you too thank you yeah <laughs> wow you learned something new i mean i've only known you what 20 something years uh <laughs> okay everybody um get ready to vote it's gonna be fun coming up with our lists where that's just that's what we're going to be talking about nonstop for the next month so um we will talk to you soon see ya <laughs>